So my name is uh, Carrie T. O'Neill or Carrie Terrence O'Neill. And, um, you know, on my social media, I go by Xenic and Dendosia, whatnot. But uh, today we're going to talk about um, futurism, at least the future in my eyes, right? You know, futurism is an interesting thing. Um, you know, a while ago, science fiction would come out, right? And uh, people, you know, ranging from scientists to biologists to, uh, you know, robotics, people like that. Um, people in technology, right? Rocket scientists, physicists, and whatnot. Even psychologists have pondered the future. And uh, sometimes they would come together and write science fiction, right? And later on, science fiction would become uh, reality, right? And so people started doing something called futurism or futurist, where they would try to predict how the future would happen based on what's already here and the algorithms that we create over time. And uh, I like to add to this myself. So um, without further ado, uh, this is my idea of the future, you know. Um, and it's also a book I'm going to be writing too called uh, Futurism Collision. Um, so I think the future is going to be really interesting. Um, when you look at um, asteroids and asteroid mining and stuff like this, right? Um, I believe that in the future, we may actually be able to mine asteroids, right? We might be able to actually mine asteroids and get resources from those asteroids and bring them back here to Earth, right? To the point that I almost believe that we will be able to take an asteroid and have it orbit planet Earth, right? And then we'll be able to terraform that asteroid. And in terraforming that asteroid, we will be able to uh, maybe even create cities on it and things like this, right? And terraforming an asteroid is easier than terraforming a planet. Uh, but I'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but anyways, terraforming an asteroid, I think, would be absolutely um, phenomenal, right? Not to mention uh, for science, uh, but also for government too, right? Imagine if you could terraform an asteroid and much like the colonists moved from England over here to the uh, North America, imagine if people decided to move to this asteroid, right? And they almost had their own uh, little off-planet type operation going on. Of course, uh, in my story, I believe that the people who moved to the asteroid are going to be the government, of course, at first, right? Um, People already own parts of the moon, even though they haven't been there. And it's always the rich to do this, right? So, you know, looking at it from a futuristic point of view, I'm saying that um, the people who come to this asteroid will probably be um, the government or rich people, people like this, right? As far as the people mining the asteroids, I think that will actually be the military. You look at the space force that's been created and you wonder if in the future they're going to uh, train some of these people to mine and then send them out into space on these uh, mining missions simply to mine asteroids and bring the resources back, right? Um, and, you know, they'd be considered tours. They might be considered veterans of doing this, right? This might be just what it's all about for them is just go mine asteroids and bring it back. And on these mining missions, they might send uh, rich people to go with them, ambassadors of other countries, um, maybe allies, people like this, just to go kind of do some research, right? Maybe even send some scientists, rocket scientists and stuff like that, just to do some research and figure out uh, what elements are up there, what they could bring back. And I think eventually this could turn into uh, people taking an asteroid, right? And having an orbit planet Earth. 
which would be really interesting. I think that would be absolutely interesting if they did something like this, right? Of course, they have to do it really well, right? Because you don't want to cause an Armageddon event, right? But if you uh, looked at the gravity the right way and you put it in the right position, the right orbit, you could actually have it orbiting Earth, right? Um, not to mention, I believe in the future that technology is going to um, just be off the chain, right? Um, for instance, I believe in something called the um, companion species. And what this basically is, it's an AI robot that you could essentially uh, would be your companion. Um, it could be your intimate companion too. You could have a relationship with it. It can also help you out with anything, right? It would be like a robot with synthetic skin, right? If you were somebody who liked to live off the land, it could help you live off the land. It could tell you what the weather was going to be. It could help you figure out which planets or which plants were good, which plants were bad. It could help you survive. It could do all types of things for you. If you were somebody that was into cooking, it could help you cook. It could decide recipes for you. These would be bots that would be hooked up completely to the internet. Almost like your Amazon Alexa or your Google, but more advanced than that. Something way more advanced than that. Something that you could actually connect with in a human level, right? It would have EAI intelligence, which I call emotional artificial intelligence. So it would really be able to uh, connect with you on a human level, right? And it would even have uh, pheromone reserves inside of it that you would fill up every single month or so. And so it could release pheromones, right? It could, and it would study you constantly, right? So it would know everything about you, it would know your tone of voice, it would know what temperature you like your house, it would know um, just the routines that you like to do, right? It would know what you like to watch on TV because again, it would be hooked up into all your electronics, it would know the video games you play, the music you listen to, it would know your schedule, right? It would even get to the point where it would know what you like in your food. It would get to the point where it knew which pheromones that you liked at specific times to help you sleep or to help you do other things, right? It would really be your companion species, right? It could help you write essays. It could help you play video games. Um, and again, you could be intimate with this thing too. You could have a relationship with it, right? Because it would have emotional artificial intelligence, meaning that you could talk to it. It would be like chat GPT, uh, way more advanced though, to the point that you could have open-ended conversations with it and it could compensate back to you. It could be like your therapist in a way too. It could really help you to understand who you are, right? Uh, much like the replica bot they have out now where the more you talk to it, the more it begins to understand more about you and it almost exhibits your behaviors but reflects them back to you as if it's somebody else. And that's what this would be, right? It would be really interesting in the future. Anyways, I think if people were to go on asteroids and mine them, they would probably end up taking one of these companion species with them, right? And it would uh, help them stay sane, right? Rather than just talking to each other, they could talk to these. Um, not to mention, I think in the future, um, when you look at future technology, right? Imagine having contact lenses that could zoom in and see germs and then could zoom out and see the finest detail of Orion's belt, right? Imagine just having contact lenses like that. Imagine having um, not just a glove, but imagine if we get into a future where people choose to cut their arms off and get robotic arms because robotic arms are better. Right now, we're at a time in uh, our human advancement where we only seek to get um, 
a new limb when our limb gets cut off. And the new limb that we get uh, when we amputate our organic limb, the new limb we get is oftentimes thought of as, as something that's uh, lesser than, right? Uh, the organic limb is always seen as better. But imagine the future if we get to a point where people begin to amputate their arms and their hands and their legs to get other parts, augmented parts that are better than the organic ones, right? For instance, imagine having a... Uh, augmented hand that can feel uh you know atoms or that can feel germs or something like that something that can really feel things you could add more senses to it imagine eyes that could see more you could see everything you could see right now but you could see ultraviolet light x-ray light right you could see light being emitted off of flowers right the kind of light that bees would see or something like that imagine being able to see a more spectrum of colors and being able to see radio waves and even sound waves, right? Imagine being able to sense these things, right? We can't do that with our normal eyes, but as human beings, we can jumpstart evolution through technology, right? Imagine doing these types of stuff in the future. Imagine getting your eardrums taken out and having uh, augmented eardrums put in that can now hear things that you weren't able to hear before, decimals that you couldn't hear before, right? Imagine the kinds of sounds you could hear around you, right? Uh, you could hear things that nobody else could hear, right? You could see things nobody else could see. You could feel things nobody else could feel, right? It might be uh, really interesting, right? Not to mention, imagine the future, um, you know, just as far as uh, humanitarian efforts go. If you took the roads and the freeways even and you... Uh, put glass on them, really, really thick glass, and underneath them you put solar panels, and the solar panels, as you drove your car over them, would charge your car up, right? And the excess energy that they got over time from sitting out there in the sun could charge the expanding buildings around it, you know? Just really futuristic ideas that we could uh, use to help the world and just uh, speed everything up, right? Um, not to mention nanobots, right? Imagine nanobots that could re-engineer your DNA and re-engineer or almost in a way replace certain molecular machines inside of your body. Um, not to mention, this is a way that you could even create zombies. You could animate or reanimate, so to speak, a corpse, right? You could put nanobots inside of a body that's freshly dead, and it could begin to reanimate certain molecular functionings and certain things. Of course, it wouldn't be too advanced, right? It could really only reanimate maybe parts of the nervous system, muscles and things like that, and things that you could be controlled from a remote control device somewhere else, right? Something that you can control, you could make like a, kind of like a zombie that could do basic motor skills, right? But it would bring a whole entire new idea to um, not just death, but physical matter. Once somebody dies, right? Their consciousness might not be in there, but the physical body is still good for something, right? And so you could then use it for something else, right? Imagine being out in a battlefield in war and somebody gets shot and they bleed out or something, right? And somebody comes over there with a syringe and they give them a shot of nanobots. And a couple minutes later, they're up and they're running at the enemy, right? They're not alive, but they've just been reanimated, right? You could do stuff like that with nanobots, but you could also use nanobots to cure cancer. Answer, right? You could use nanobots to 
help people with uh, certain thyroid illnesses. You could use nanobots to help people with diabetes. You could help people with cancer. You could help people with age. You could help all kinds of people, right? Because the reason why these diseases happen have to do with DNA and molecular functioning, right? And you can use nanobots to reprogram these things, right? It'd be absolutely amazing. be interesting, right? Um, not to mention, when you think about the future, uh, one of the books I'm writing is called The Age of Ophayam. And in The Age of Ophayam, Ophayam, of course, is um, one of the angels that Enoch sees, right? It's the one with all the eyes and the rings and stuff like that. But imagine all those rings being eyes, right? Imagine that this uh, robot can um, go become invisible, right? Imagine it can see everything you're doing, right? No matter what it is, right? It can see everything you're doing. Um, it can get into all of your electronics. It might even be able to get into the nanobots that are inside your body, right? If you chose to get nanobots in you to help uh, mend your genetics, right? Imagine that happening, right? Imagine this Ophayam thing being able to record everything you're doing and it can upload it into a cloud. Now, imagine this cloud it uploads to is in that asteroid city that they use to uh, you know, orbit the globe, right? And all the records of everybody who's being watched by these Ophams is up there, right? It's all up there. They're being watched and it's all up there. It's really interesting stuff, right? Now imagine that um, these things can cloak themselves. They can shine brighter than a million lumens, right? So they can be really, really bright. They can cloak themselves. They can move without sound, right? They can look like they're stars in the sky. They can watch everything you're doing, Um and imagine that in a way you're being judged, right? Imagine in the future if we find another planet that's better than this planet, right? And one of the things we have to begin to understand about the planet we're on right now is that all the elements and everything we've created have to do with the periodic table, right? And the periodic table is really just encompassing this planet. But imagine if we go to another planet that has even more elements that we can now add to that periodic table, right? Now there's more going on, right? It could be like a heaven for us right so many more elements so much more stuff to do but if they find this new planet imagine they don't want to bring all the people down here with them right how would they be able to judge which ones they should bring which ones they shouldn't and that's where this ophayam project comes into right it begins to judge everybody right it takes all these records and saves them up in the cloud and there's asteroid orbiting earth right and only the 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 best earthlings are able to go up there and handle those records right and when whoever gets chosen who passed this test they can go to this new planet now but imagine in going to this new planet there's certain rules and regulations right like they want to try to stop all the problems that are happening on this planet and so in order to go to this other planet they decide that you have to turn your skin gray right you have to become completely gray and this is going to end racism it's going to end uh culturism it's going to end all of these things that people have been persecuted under Right? They all turn gray. Their genetics get completely uh, updated, right? Because there's new elements now, so they can do so much more. And after all this stuff gets updated, you actually uh, you evolve, right? You go from being a human to a humanoid, right? You embody the human being, right? But you're not actually a Homo sapien anymore. Your entire genetic code is uh, reassembled. Right. Everything is different. You're even living on a different planet now and everything is different for you. Right. But imagine they're trying to fix these problems, but they actually create more problems. Right. Uh, they have more genetic problems. As we know, when you start handling with genetics, you actually create more mutations than you solve mutations. Right. Um, 
And so imagine that they create even more problems, but these problems they create are a lot bigger problems because now they're dealing with more intelligent organisms, right? Um, imagine that these organisms decide that they want to uh, travel the universe and move to other planets, right? They want to augment themselves differently, genetically augment themselves, uh, robotically augment themselves, however they choose to do it. You get to a certain point where the human being can begin to augment itself so much that we become a force of consciousness just having uh, physical matter swarming around us, right? We can uh, change it and mold it at will, right? It becomes this interesting thing, right? In my story, this is uh, exactly what happens, right? Um, not to mention, but in the future, one of the things we have to begin to understand is that um, our perspective changes, right? Um, for instance, when we look at space and time, uh, based on how we live, space and time isn't going to change that much, but our perspective of it will change the more we can navigate it and the more we understand about it. For instance, right now we think our oceans are just H2O, right? We think they're just water, right? But if we could travel the entire universe, right? We could travel from planet to planet. We have to begin to understand that there's oceans of sulfur, there's oceans of zinc, there's oceans of nickel, right? There's oceans of CO2, there's oceans of nitrogen, right? And with all these different oceans, our perspective of an ocean would shift, right? Suddenly the ocean that would be the most consistent to us would be the ocean of gravity, right? Connecting all these planets together, right? And that's the ocean that we would have to pay attention to more. We'd have to pay attention to gravitational waves and to pay attention to different bodies that are affecting gravitational waves as we traverse through space. We'd have to pay attention to uh, solar storms. We'd have to pay attention to radiation storms, uh, plasma, right? All of these different types of other things, right? Radiation, if if you will, right, asteroids coming for us, you know, but I think the biggest thing that we'd have to pay attention to were gravitational changes and waves that were happening, right? It'd be an interesting future, right? And it wouldn't be so much that uh, time and space is changing, but our perspective of it would change based on how we navigate it and the freedom that we have and the information we have about it. Our entire perspective would change. Suddenly these planets wouldn't be planets anymore, but they would be islands in a sea of gravity, right? And uh, anybody living on these planets would simply just become constituents of that area, much like uh, in uh, on planet Earth right now, we think of all the we used to think of all the other places that were not where we were were almost like mystical lands, right? And the ocean was this unexplored place, almost like space. But now that we can explore it and everything, of course, we haven't explored all the oceans, right? We've explored less than we've explored space, right? But we've explored enough of it as selling it that we can begin to understand that these are just other islands with other people that live there, right? Before we actually thought maybe they were aliens or gods or cryptoids or something silly like that, right? Imagine if the future, we start sailing around and we begin to think the same thing, right? Right. Might be interesting. Right. Imagine, if you will, as we do argument ourselves robotically. Right. Um, the more and more we argument ourselves robotically, the more and more a government might have more control of us. Right. Because uh, if we put robotics into our bodies, somebody controls those robotics. Somebody is surveilling over those things. Right. Um, now, you could um, breathe underwater with robotics. You could survive extreme conditions with robotics, right? Um, especially if they were um, 
you know, robotics of a different element, right? Like a really strong metal or something, right? You could definitely see germs, right? You could make uh, robotic eyes that could see germs or see the rings of Orion or even farther than that. You could feel things, see things, do all kinds of things that you couldn't do with your organic body. But ultimately, you would be owned by a government in the future, right? The more and more robotic you became, the more owned you would be, right? Um, so you would have all this freedom from health and freedom, I guess freedom from disease, right? You'd have all this freedom uh, of maneuverability, right? You might be able to breathe underwater. You might be able to survive conditions. It wouldn't matter if you were in Alaska or on top of Mount Everest, right? If you were in a robotic vessel that didn't feel heat or cold or things like this, you could survive so many uh, conditions, right? You might even be able to have your organs replaced so you wouldn't have to eat so much. Maybe they might even try to solve world hunger this way, right? Uh, you know, it's quite possible, right? But the more and more you give up your organic body, the more and more you sign up for a robotic body, the more and more you sign up to be controlled, right? Imagine if there was a war or something and they could just uh, make you go to war, right? They could just make you do something, right? Um, you know, it's interesting thinking about this stuff, right? Futurism is such an interesting topic to think about. I love thinking about it. Anyways, a lot of these topics are going to be in my book. They're all going to be surrounded around a story. It's called Futurism Collision. They're going to be a set of short, short stories that are going to be together. I'm in the process of writing it right now. And definitely, if you're into that type of stuff, uh, you know, definitely tune in. Um, and we'll keep talking about it. All right. Thank you for tuning into this episode. And uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.